Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, and this is your daily financial news for Tuesday, October 25th. Thank you for being a part of the channel. Thank you for your uh, thanks for watching and being part of it, asking, answering questions. It's just a good time here. I do want you to know about yesterday being a hugely disappointing day for me. As you know, we've been doing this YouTube channel together for three, three and a half years. And unfortunately, yesterday, we had zero subscriber growth. Uh, usually, my channel sees about 35 to 50 subs growth a day. Yesterday was actually zero. Now, I know I owe a lot of that to myself. I don't ask for subscriptions. I don't market anything. I don't sell anything. But um, yesterday was a disappointing day. I, uh, I did not... Uh, did not like not increasing that number. So anyways, I just thought I would share with you. I share everything else. So let you know yesterday was not a very good day. If you haven't subscribed, you want to show some love today, hit the subscription button, like, comment. And also, I told you I would create this. Uh, if you've been watching for the channel for a while, you know I have a shirt that says nailed it. When I get something right, I like to wear it. But uh, somebody suggested I create a swing and a miss shirt. So I did. When I make a call and miss it badly, now I will wear this in shame. And of course, it's not real shame. I take a shot. I, you know, I take a shot. And if I miss, I have no problem admitting I miss. So, yes, I now have a swing and a miss shirt. So, again, no sub growth yesterday. Got the swing and the miss. Now let's talk about Jim Cramer. Let me just say, historically speaking, when I agree with Jim Cramer, I get nervous. Jim Cramer, CNBC, Mad Money, he's, he makes a lot of bad calls. He just does. Uh, but he did come out yesterday and say the Silicon Valley will face more layoffs than other sectors. One second. I'm sorry. Hi, Sonny. What are you doing down here? He wanted to come and say hi to everybody. He was climbing up my leg. So this is Sonny. Hope, hope you enjoy that. So again, Jim Cramer is talking about the tech industry uh, having more layoffs. What I would remind Jim is, Jim, it's not only tech, it is also finance. A lot of your brothers and sisters in the finance world will also lose their jobs. I think this is going to be a white-collar-led recession. I think it is going to be focused a lot on tech and finance. Uh, two industries that had a lot of hiring over the last couple of years, a lot of remote work. And I think that, uh, hi, yeah, I think that is going to reverse. So, uh, Jim, I think you're right about tech, but let's not forget your world as well, the finance area. There you go. All right, next up, Dave Spears. Dave Spears is a general manager of a real estate brokerage in seven states. Jim was interviewed, uh, I believe, by Business Insider. Well, I read the article yesterday. Technically, I don't know when the interview happened, but I read the article yesterday. Uh, general manager of a real estate brokerage. Winter is here. Yes, I agree. It is going to be brutal for the real estate industry. Yes, some people have asked me, what do I mean by real estate depression versus real estate recession? So here's my discussion about that. I believe a real estate recession, which again is about transactions and building, right? Real estate industry, roughly speaking, is 14% of our GDP. 
a lot of that comes from real estate commit real estate transactions buy sell refi a lot of that that is now down 30 percent in many markets i think might go down 50 percent peak to trough on the other side building new construction we have seen a dramatic drop off in real estate construction so i believe the real estate industry is in a depression right if you are paid on commission if you are a part of a builder or whatnot, it is going to feel like a depression where the economy gets pulled into a recession. So uh, Dave talks about California transactions being down 30% already. And he is saying, I believe it's going to get worse from here. Dave is talking about December to February. So December, January, and February being brutal and even worse than the last three months, to which I have shared with you, I agree. I believe this thing just gets bad till March 15th. March 15th is an important day. No, it, it could go either way. Is the economy in a deep, dark recession? Has the Fed been forced to pivot? Is unemployment at 6% already? What is going on? We, are, we have to get through this period to see where we are. Uh, Dave says, don't be afraid to write a lowball offer. I totally agree with him. If you follow my channel, you know, in the last week or so, I finally got a deal uh, for about, I wrote it for about 30% under list price, three zero, three zero, under list price and got it. <coughs> uh, and Dave finally says six to nine months of pain. I would say more like 12 to 18 months of pain. This might be two years. The Fed broke housing, housing. One of, the, one of the only things that can fix this is time. We need time to heal. We need time to get the system going again, and it might be a couple of years. But remember, that 52-year spreadsheet showed us it might take 12 years, 12 years to get back to the previous peak. Hey, Kip, thanks for the uh, super chat. Yes, folks, smash that like button. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Kip. I uh, I always appreciate that. So again, I think I think uh, David Spears is a little short. I don't think this I don't think this gets better in six to nine months. In fact, nine months might be peak pain. So if you want to look at it that way, maybe it gets incrementally better. But I would say it doesn't go back to its previous peak for years. And the fifty-two year spreadsheet showed us that. Next, Janet Yellen. Woo. Wasn't Janet Yellen just like, what, two weeks ago saying everything's copacetic, everything's good, no problem here? She didn't use those words, but that's what she said. Now she says, or is warning about the danger and volatile environment. She is pledging to bolster the treasury market. Well, that sounds a little bit like QE to me. I don't know about you, but that sounds kind of wonky. Apparently, at this point, there are some treasuries, long data mid treasuries that aren't trading well, whatever that means. It's a very illiquid market at some of these durations. Not my area of expertise, but it does sound like the treasury market has gotten Janet Yellen's attention, which frightens me. Because again, remember, I have been telling you, I think QT, quantitative tightening, is going to break something. And it may break lots of some things. The thing that QT can't break, 
can't break is the treasury market. The treasury market is one of the deepest and most liquid markets. If QT or rapid raise in interest rates breaks, breaks the treasury market, the Fed will pivot. Can't have it. Can't do that. that that's, that's crossing the red line. So it uh, makes me nervous when Janet Yellen goes from everything's okay to danger and volatile environment. Yeah, not good. Next, Wells Fargo. Uh, Wells Fargo came out the other day. Where's my notes? Here it is. Wells Fargo chief investor saying that investors, that's you and me, you and me, should get ready for the Fed funds rate at 5%. And you should be prepared for it to be at 5% for a year. I agree with this. If you've been watching my channel, that's where I think the terminal rate of the Fed funds will be. And I agree they will hold it there or they will attempt or try to hold it there for a year. Will they be successful? Who knows? But I believe that is their goal. I believe the only question today, and you saw me have this discussion with my two stock experts, Dan and Taylor, was how fast do we get to 5%? My hope is we can get to 5% by February 2023. That is my hope. Now, in fairness, that might be too fast. That might break stuff. But again, that is my hope. I want to get this done. I want to get to the peak and just chill out. If it takes till March and we can't quite get there in February, so be it. I do not want to be raising Fed funds in June and July. I do not want to rip the Band-Aid off that slow. So we are going to have to watch. I agree. We are going to five and we are going to stay there hopefully a year. We just need time. We need time to put the genie back in the bottle. Earnings. So we had some earnings. A lot of tech earnings come out today. Microsoft and Alphabet slash Google. Uh, actually, that's a good question. Time for audience participation. If you want to help this channel grow, please leave a comment below. Apparently, comments get the YouTube algorithm going because of user engagement. So here you go. Who has the better earnings today? Google, Alphabet, or Microsoft? So here are the expectations so that we are all on the same page. Alphabet is expected to do $70 billion. Man, in a quarter? Woo, damn. And earn a dollar twenty-five. Microsoft is expected to do forty-nine point six billion, and expected to earn two dollars and thirty cents. So here's how we compare: we will we will take actual earnings and see which one had a higher percentage. So again, it's not about the absolute number. You and I are going to look at the percentages. So again, Alphabet has to beat a dollar twenty-five, and Microsoft has to beat two thirty. Leave comments below. Who do you think is going to have the best earnings beat? That is earnings, not revenue. We'll just do it on earnings. Other earnings that came out. I think you're going to see this a lot. What I saw in one, two, three, four of the five earnings we're going to talk about today is miss on revenue or top line, hit or exceed bottom line. All right, what does that mean? It means they're not selling enough stuff. They sold less stuff, but they earn more money. 
as you will see, a lot of the earnings, because you're not selling a lot, is because they raised prices. Now, what happens when you raise prices? Margin expansion. If you have margin expansion, more stuff falls to the bottom line. So here we go. General Motors missed on revenue. They did not sell enough cars, but they beat on earnings. And they held guidance as they see challenges ahead. 3M missed on revenue. They didn't sell enough post-it notes, but they beat on earnings. They lowered forecast. GE, General Electric, missed on revenue. I'm sorry, missed on earnings. My mistake, missed on earnings and cut full-year guidance. UPS, remember that uh, FedEx warning? UPS missed on revenue. They didn't ship enough boxes and they beat on earnings. They raised prices and fattened margin. And then finally, Coca-Cola, the standout of the morning, at least based on the earnings that I reviewed, Coca-Cola beat top line, beat bottom line, and raised guidance. That, folks, is a triple beat. Yes, folks, triple beat for Coca-Cola. Case Schiller. Man, has there ever been a housing report that is less valuable than the Case Schiller report? We still got to talk about it. We're a housing channel. The numbers that we are going to talk about, remember, are for August. Is August almost irrelevant at this point? I think so, but let's go through them. Case Schiller, year over year, August report up 13%. What is interesting is they just saw the largest monthly slowdown on record. Last month, Case Schiller was 15.6. So in one month, we saw a 2.6% slowdown, deceleration in year-over-year price gains. Folks, interest rates, affordability, it all matters. This winter is going to be rough. Uh, They still had some pretty impressive growth. Miami up 28.6. Tampa up 28%. And Charlotte, up 21.3. California, where I am, ouch, ouch, ouch. San Francisco down 4.3. Seattle down 3.9. And San Diego down 2.8%. So, yes, lots of pain. And, of course, this was before the average on a 30-year mortgage is 7.29. I saw that yesterday evening, 7.29. Actually down 0.03%, down very, very slightly. But, yes, folks. Interest rates, 30-year mortgage, owner rock, best credit, 20% down, over seven and a quarter. Wow, pretty bad. And then finally, China. I don't know if you saw this, but China had their, I don't know, their caucus, their event. President Xi has another five years. And we saw a huge reaction yesterday in the Hong Kong market, down 6.6%. Yesterday, we saw a lot of American companies who have exposure to China also suffered. Starbucks, 6,000 stores in China. Las Vegas Sands, Wind Resorts. There's a lot of fear about President Xi tightening his control, going backwards and uh, really impacting what companies could do in China. So again, uh, watch out, be careful for that. Not sure who's investing in China, but not my cup of tea. The rules are very opaque. And basically, one gentleman could change his opinion and your money is gone. 
So at the end of the day, folks, I hope you enjoy the daily financial news as we started. Uh, yesterday was a disappointing day. We had zero subscriber growth, something we've been doing together for years. And um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but I guess I didn't ask for subscriptions or comments or whatnot. So in the end, very cool. Remember, audience participation. Who is going to have better earnings, Microsoft or Google slash Alphabet? Leave comments below. Let's get the uh, comments going so others can see the channel. Take care. Bye-bye.